back to the Schoolyard Sports Land Frank Podcast. I'm this is Podcast Land Frank. We're now in episode number 38. As we're 38 episodes through, and this is a big episode. The second round of the NBA playoffs to start, and so much more. So stay tuned for Schoolyard Sports Land Frank, episode number 38. Let's get into it. Let's start for episode number 38, how we always do with our headlines in the NBA. There is so much news. The Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, they won in seven games. It was an awesome series. An awesome series. It was the, like game seven was the only game where the home team won. Every game up to that, the road team had won the game. Okay, that's very odd to see. But Luka Doncic plays hard out the whole series. Anyone who's hating on Luka Doncic, no, that's wrong. Luka Doncic had an amazing season. He had an amazing series. He played better than Trey Young did in the playoffs. I'll say that, okay? Trey Young is better teammates around him. Who's Luka have? Kristaps Porzingis, who gets like 10 points a game. Kristaps, no, no, no. Not good at all. They need another co-star for Luka Doncic. I'll talk about that more on the episode. What they can do with Kristaps Porzingis. What else they can do with all their other players, all their veterans, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, J.J. Redick. Guys like that, I'll talk about that later. But the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, Kawhi Leonard, he might not leave them this offseason now because they did win this series. And they do have a huge shot against the Utah Jazz, okay? They have a huge shot to beat the Utah Jazz in this series. I've thought all year that they've been a better team than the Utah Jazz have. I thought the Utah Jazz were a fake team. I didn't think they were a good team at all. I didn't. I thought if they faced the Warriors in the first round, which they didn't, then they would probably go to seven games, and they lost the first game of that series. Then they figured the Grizzlies out, but Clippers, you better be ready, Jazz, okay? Utah, you better come ready in this series against LA. Paul George, Kawhi Laird, they're coming for heads. They want to win this series badly. Okay, Ty Lue needs to win this series, maybe to save his job, even after one year. It's crazy to say that. But the Clippers, they did beat the Mavericks. Fun series to watch. Went to seven games. What a series. But let's talk about their crosstown rivals, the Los Angeles Lakers. I didn't get to talk about them last episode, but they lost in six games, everybody. Okay, I don't want to take away from what the Suns did, but Lakers, so many injured stars. I'll talk about more later on in the episode, what they have to do this offseason to prioritize winning a championship next year. I'll talk more about that. But Los Angeles Lakers lost in six games. LeBron James. First time in his career getting eliminated from the playoffs. First time since 2010 making the playoffs and not making the finals. Let me say that again. It was LeBron James' first time since 2010 he made the playoffs and did not make the finals. First time. That is outstanding. That is an amazing stat. But it's over that record. 11 years. Done. Okay. That day back to his first stint in Cleveland. What a series by the Phoenix Suns. What a series. They deserve to win that series. They were the better team. I thought... I'll say it. I thought the Lakers were going to win the championship. That was my pre-playoff prediction. All year I'd been saying the Nets, and I switched it at that, and I said the Lakers. Okay, but all credit to the Suns. All credit to Devin Booker, the second best player under 25 years old. I've been saying for a while now, second best player under 25 years old. Devin Booker. Chris Paul, if he wins a championship this year, top five point guard of all the time. No debate about it. He is a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Even if he wins a championship in his career, or if he doesn't, he is a Hall of Famer, Chris Paul. He is probably going to go down as a top 20 player of all time, you could say. Chris Paul, if he wins a championship. What a season the Phoenix Suns are having. What a season. But let's go over to the Eastern Conference where the Hawks, you know, they had a game one against the Sixers. And I'm not going to buy into them so soon. Okay, they won. They blew them out for three quarters and a half. Okay? Of the game. Okay, halfway through the fourth quarter, they were still smoking up, up by 20. They blew it at the end. Okay? They almost blew it at least. John Collins had a game-saving dunk and game-saving clear-path foul against him. But this team, 
It shows they're inexperienced. They're a young team. Okay, I'll give them credit. They can win a championship in the very near future if they get a Bradley Beal. If they get another star, Trajan can win an MVP in his career. Clint Capella's a great center for them. John Collins is a great player if he's a part of their future or not. DeAndre Hunter's a great up-and-coming star. Bogdan Bogdanovich might be the most underrated player in the league. Did probably have that silencer against Philly when they were up by three the Hawks. Philly was down by three, and then Bogdan hit that three to silence them. Okay, it was an awesome game to watch, but shows. The Hawks are inexperienced. They are. Tom Thibodeau. I want to talk about him. Okay. The New York, New York Knicks, Tom Thibodeau, their head coach. He won coach of the year, and it was deserving. Okay. People saying, what about Monty Williams? What about Quinn Snyder? Okay. Quinn Snyder should have had a better chance than Monty Williams. Okay. I don't know why all this Monty Williams hype. It was Monty Williams' second season with the team, and he almost led them to the playoffs last year. They were a game out of the playoffs. And people were saying, oh, but well, they were the, one of the worst teams in the league last year. No, they weren't, okay? They were half a game out of the playoffs. If the Blazers lost their last game last season, they would have been in the playoffs, okay? People don't realize that. People really don't realize that. Monty Williams yeah, coached this team amazing this year, but he was definitely deserving to be a coach of the year candidate, just not coach of the year. That's all I'm trying to say, everybody. That's all I'm trying to say. Tom Thibodeau, 100% deserving coach of the year. It was his first season with the team, winning his second coach of the year, brought them to the playoffs, the Knicks, I think, were the fourth-worst team in the East last year, fourth-best team in the East this year. What a season for the New York Knicks. A successful season. A tough ending to it, though. Tough ending to a successful season. That was the story of the New York Knicks this year. What a season by Tom Thibodeau. What a season by the Knicks. What a season by Julius Randle. What a season by everybody. Let's move over to another sport, though, the NFL, where there is big news. Julio Jones. I'll give trade grades on it later, the trade. I want to give off my opinion right now doing the trade grade segment. Got traded to the Tennessee Titans. They had to give up a second-round pick. Let's see if he stays healthy. Let's see if he stays healthy for his tenure in Tennessee. It's a boom or bust trade, okay? It is a boom or bust trade. They get Julio Jones. Great player, okay? Pairing him up with A.J. Brown, that could be a top-five duo. Uh, I put a poll on the Squared Sports Instagram. 18 people voted. It's a top-five duo in the NFL. One person put no. Okay, that is outstanding, okay? So many people think that this is a top-five wide receiver duo in the NFL, and, you know, myself even, I could say. I think it might be a top-five wide receiver duo in the NFL. Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, if they stay healthy, okay? A.J. Brown was told last season by week two that his season would be over. But he played the whole season, okay? He played the whole season. Let's see if he can stay healthy, and let's see if Julio Jones can stay healthy, okay? That's going to be the story of this team. That's going to be the story of this trade. That's about it for the headlines this week. Leave me your thoughts in the comment section. Now, top five. This week's top five is top five players that are the future of sports, okay? LeBron James, you could say, is the face of sports right now. Tom Brady, the face of football. But I'm talking about who's going to be the face of sports in 10 years, 5 years, 15 years. Let's hop into it. Who? Number one. Who's coming in number one? Patrick Mahomes, okay? He has an MVP, and he has a championship, and he's only played three seasons. No debate about it. Number two. Zion Williamson, all right? You could say, whoa, 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 there's better NBA players under 25 who are better than Zion Williamson. Yeah, there might be. There might be. There might be a Luka Doncic better than them, but people care more about Zion Williamson than they do Luka Doncic. People care about Luka Doncic, don't get me wrong. Devin Booker, all those guys, John Morant. But Zion Williamson is going to be the face of the NBA in 10 years. He's probably going to win an MVP. He's probably going to win a championship. It might be with the New York Knicks. It might be with the Pelicans. It might be with another team, okay? You never know. Zion Williamson, clock now, number two. Number three, Shohei Otani. Okay, if you watch this show, you know I love Shohei Otani. 
Okay, I talk about him a lot on this podcast. Shohei Otani, an amazing hitter. He'll become a better pitcher later on in his career. He's already a great hitter, okay? You can argue he's the best hitter in baseball. Shohei Otani up there in the home run race this year. I hope he wins MVP. Really hope he does. My dad said he would win MVP before season, and he also said Jacob deGrom would win MVP before season. He's looking pretty happy right now because that's probably likely to happen. Jacob deGrom is probably the favorite to win MVP in the NL right now, and Shohei Otani is probably the favorite to win MVP in the AL right now. That's just what it is. Shohei Otani will be the face of the MLB years from now. Clocking down number three, Shohei Otani. Number four, okay, Luka Doncic, right? He'll be the face of the NBA behind Zion Williamson. It'll be them too. Okay, Luka Doncic, you're going to win MVP. Going to win multiple MVPs. Going to win a championship in the next 10 years. Bookmark it. And it won't be with Kristaps Porzingis. Okay? It will not be with Kristaps Porzingis. They'll get him in our co-star. They will. He might be in the NBA. He might not be. Okay? Might be, say, they get him a person in this draft. They trade up for Jalen Green. They trade up for Jalen Suggs. Someone else. Maybe it's next year's draft. Whatever it might be. Okay? Luka Doncic, number four. Number five. Another baseball player. Fernando Tatis Jr., right? I'm not going to go football. I'm not going to say Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to go another NBA player. I'm going to say Fernando Tatis Jr., right? You could put him above Shohei Otani, the face of the MLB, but the errors, everything, okay? He's maybe more Showtime, but you're going to watch Otani play more. You're going to see him pitch and hit. That's more enjoyable than someone making errors in the field, and hitting home runs. Okay, Shohei Otani does that also. He hits home runs, but he can also throw strikeouts. That's why Shohei Otani will be the face of the MLB in 10 years. And Fernando Tatis will be right behind. Don't get me wrong, I love Fernando Tatis. He's going to be a great player. He's going to win an MVP. He might even be this year. It might even be this year, okay? I got a great didn't know coming up about Fernando Tatis Jr., but number five right now, Fernando Tatis Jr. That's about the top five this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, did you know, this week's Did You Know, it's a good one. Did you know, when Fernando Tatis Jr., when he was 17 years old, he was actually in the White Sox farm system, and they traded him to the San Diego Padres for... James Shields, you're saying. Who's James Shields? James Shields had a career 16-35 and record with the Chicago White Sox, and he had a below-average ERA. To have a below-average ERA is to be below or above 5. Okay? To have a below-average ERA or ERA... ERA is to be above five. He had a 5.31 ERA with the White Sox. Okay, James Shield. And they may have just traded one of the best players in baseball history. He might go down as one of the best players in baseball history for now, Tatis Jr. Okay, he might, and the White Sox traded him when he was 17 years old. Can you imagine that? The White Sox with Fernando Tatis Jr. on their team right now. But no, they traded him when he was 17 years old to the Padres for James Shields, who was absolutely abysmal. With the White Sox was not good at all. They and most people at the time, because James Shields was a good pitcher at the time, and they was terrible at the White Sox. Most people thought that was a robbery by the White Sox. They thought their White Sox fully won that trade. Oh well, no, they didn't. No, they did not. Fernando Tatis Jr. might go down as one of the greatest players of all time. Might win MVP this year. White Sox, great team. They might be the best team in baseball. They might win the World Series this year. But to think they could have had Fernando Tatis Jr. That would have been insane. They have Tim Anderson, good shortstop, good shortstop. But did you know? Fernando Tatis Jr. was traded from the White Sox to the Padres for James Shields when he was just 17 years old. Did you know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's bad for Dean Know this week. Now, MVP, LVP. MVP this week, it's a team, and so is LVP. But MVP this week is the Phoenix Suns, everybody. Okay, they were underdogs in that series. 
just betting wise, okay, they were the two seed and they were the underdog to the seven seed. If you're a two seed, that means you're the second best team in your conference. If you're a seven seed, that means you're the seventh best team in your conference. And they were underdogs of the two seed. Okay, that is crazy. And they won the series. Right? And they won the series. They proved the betters wrong, proved everybody wrong. Suns, what a series against the Lakers. They beat the Lakers. Surprising me, surprising everyone else, it seems. The Suns won that series in six games. In six games. You can say, hurt Lakers team, I might say it, but no excuses for the Lakers, in my opinion. That's why they are LVP this week. Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, I get it. Anthony Davis was hurt. Anthony Davis was hurt. But they could have jeopardized his career for the future. They let him play that game. They almost forced him to play that game. Anthony Davis wanted to play the game, but they were like, yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good. And then he gets in five minutes in the game and re-aggravates it for like a third time. Okay, not smart management by the Lakers, not smart coaching by the Lakers, not smart handling by the Lakers, not a smart series by the Lakers, not a good series by the Lakers. Okay, terrible series by the Lakers in my opinion. Even those two games they won, really not great. Lakers are easily LVP in my opinion. Easily. It's actually because they were my pick for the championship before the playoffs. I've been saying all your nets, and I flipped at the end to the Lakers because I believed in LeBron and Anthony Davis. And it didn't work. It did not work. This team has a lot of things to go over in the offseason. I'll bring it up later. I'll bring up what they have to do, who they have to get, who they have to get rid of, all of that. But still more coming up, summer 38. Phoenix Suns MVP, Los Angeles Lakers LVP. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. All right, everybody, there are eight teams left in the NBA playoffs. Eight teams, semifinals, conference semifinals. But not all of them are contenders. There are only two or three teams, in my opinion, who are contenders and maybe one other. Let's hop into it. Here are the teams who I think are contenders for a championship and the teams who I think aren't. First team, the Denver Nuggets. No, okay? I was thinking about saying yes, but I'm going to flip it. No, they're not contenders. They don't have a solid point guard. Okay, if Jamal Murray was here, championship contenders, no doubt about it. It's not their fault. Jamal Murray's hurt towards ACL. It's nothing they did. Okay, this team can win a championship next year, everybody, with Jamal Murray back next year. Not this year. Sorry, Denver Nuggets fans. Don't know any. Sorry, Denver Nuggets. You are not championship contenders this season. It was a great first round. We're going to lose the Suns in the Western Conference semifinals, and they'll advance to the conference finals. Next team, the Utah Jazz, the number one seed in the West. No. Okay, they can maybe get to the finals, but that might even be a stretch. That might even be a stretch. The Suns are probably going to make the finals, which I hope. And, or the Clippers, you could say. The Jazz, no doubt in my mind. Not championship contenders at all. To be a championship contender, you have to really be a solid team, okay? Jazz, they've had bumps in the roads all year, okay? You were saying, whoa, 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 they were the one seed. They had the best record in the NBA. You know, I don't want to see records. When I do my top five teams in the MLB, I never go by the records. That's why Giants have one of the best records in the MLB. Rays have the best record in the MLB. I don't put them in top five because when I watch them, I don't see them as a top five team. I see them collapsing later on in the year. Like I see the Jazz collapsing in the second round, third round, at Western Conference Finals, whatever it might be, finals. They're not going to win a championship. They're not. Next team, the Atlanta Hawks. All right, the Atlanta Hawks, in my opinion, not championship contenders. Next team. The Brooklyn Nets, everybody, in the Eastern Conference. The best team in the NBA, probably. They're championship contenders. They are. No doubt bad in my mind. The first team on my list that I'm going to put as championship contenders, the Brooklyn Nets. They've got everything. James Harden, when he's healthy. If he's not healthy, I think they can still be championship contenders. I think they can be. 
but it's just going to be a tougher road to get to the championship, to win the championship without James Harden. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, okay. you, could, you could say they're all super max players. They are all super max players. All those guys. Okay, this is the best team in the NBA, the best trio in the NBA. You could say maybe one of the best big threes of all time better than Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. You could say that. You could. Brooklyn Nets, first team on my list that I think championship contenders. Next team, the Phoenix Suns. Yes, Phoenix Suns are championship contenders. No doubt about it. They're going to make the championship. They're going to make the finals. They will. It will be a Brooklyn Nets, Phoenix Suns finals. It will be. Okay, I think I said it a couple months ago, but then obviously... I think I said a couple months ago, Brooklyn Nets, Phoenix Suns, but then I flipped my pick to the Lakers, so I can't really use that anymore. But still, Phoenix Suns, an amazing team. Beat the Lakers in the first round. Crushed my championship pick, the Lakers. Crushed. Phoenix Suns, they're going to make the finals. They are championship contenders. They are. No doubt about it, in my mind. Next team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely no chance. No chance. They're down 0-2. They're down 0-2. I don't know. I mean, no. When you have a superstar player getting paid $225 million and he can't take your final shot, because the Bucks they don't trust Yonson Tacumpo to take their final shot. When you don't trust your superstar, proclaim one of the best players in the NBA, you can't be a top five player in the NBA if you can't take a final shot. Okay? That's the way it is. I don't care if you're a big or you're not. Yonson Tacumpo, not a top five player in my opinion, not worthy of that huge contract. He's worth the Supermax. He is. But he's not a top five player in the NBA. He's not. No chance. No chance. Can't take a final shot. Who they want to take it? Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday? Good players. I'd rather have Drew Holiday taking that one. No. Milwaukee Bucks, not championship contenders. Their offense has gone cold in this series. Their defense has gone abysmal in this series. Terrible. This defense has gone in this series. No chance they're championship contenders, in my opinion. No chance. Los Angeles Clippers. Maybe. Okay. You're saying, whoa, Los Angeles Clippers championship contenders. They barely even got out of the first round. And they're facing the one seed, the Utah Jazz. Yeah, they're going to win that series. And then they're going to make the Western Conference Finals against the Suns, where they can maybe win that. Maybe. They do. They could maybe beat the Brooklyn Nets. You never know. Okay, this team, people forget. They have two superstars, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Paul George is still a superstar, everybody. He is. And they've got other players. they got Patrick Beverly, Reggie Bullock, who's been or Reggie Jackson, my apologies, who's been amazing in this series, in the last series for them. He was. Stepped up in Game 7 for them. Stepped up in a bunch of other games for them. Reggie Jackson. Los Angeles Clippers. Maybe championship contenders. That's about for my contenders, championship contenders, and pretenders. NBA Playoff Edition. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for that this week. Now, Around the Bases. Around the Bases is back, everybody. Around the Bases is back. But this time, it's here to stay. It's going to stay for many episodes to go. Around the Bases is back, everybody. And let's hop into it. First thing I want to talk about, okay? The Dodgers-Red Sox trade. The Mookie Betts trade. The infamous Mookie Betts trade that won the Dodgers the World Series last year. It might win the Red Sox the World Series this year. And I'm dead serious about that. That trade might win them the World Series this year. And it might cost the Dodgers World Series. It will. You want to know why? Because Alex Verdugo might be the best player on that Red Sox team. I'll play with J.D. Martinez or Rafael Devers. He might be. He might be. Okay, because they got Alex Verdugo on that trade. They gave up Mookie Betts. Alex Verdugo is having an amazing season. I've said on many episodes. He could lead them to a World Series this year. They can win a World Series this year, the Boston Red Sox, and it could be against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And in the end, 
they could cost the Dodgers a second World Series. They could. I am dead serious about that. And the Dodgers, they made a huge mistake. Gavin Lux, good player. They thought he was their top prospect. They thought he was an amazing player because the Red Sox wanted him immediately. They were going to give up Gavin Lux and someone else for David Price and Mookie Betts. But no, Dodgers strictly said, no, we're not giving up Gavin Lux. No way. No chance we're giving up Gavin Lux. We want to keep Gavin Lux. He's going to be a great player. We'll give you Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo is a much better player than Gavin Lux, in my opinion, Gavin Lux. Much better player. Gavin Lux, not a great player. Not a great player. He can be a good player. It's a couple home runs this season, but that's about it. Alex Verdugo is a much better player. Much better fielder. Much more polished player, Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo, one of my favorite players to watch. That trade might end up biting the Dodgers in the end this year. It might. Red Sox might win the World Series here. I said the Red Sox are the third best team in MLB now. The Dodgers are the best team. I'm sticking with my Dodgers World Series prediction, but that may change down the line. Boston Red Sox, they could easily win the World Series here. It's an easy way. Okay. Alex Verdugo having an amazing season. He is. The Boston Red Sox having an amazing season. So I might come back to bite the Dodgers in them. But let's talk about the current news in the MLB. The White Sox who I just ranted on earlier in the Did You Know about the Fernando Tatis that they trade him. They're building the winner there, okay, without Fernando Tatis Jr. in their farm system. When they trade Fernando Tatis, you know, I said it might come back to bite them, but they still are building a winner. They have Nick Madrigal at second base, who was the number four overall draft pick in 2018. He's very young, Nick Madrigal, great player. They've got Tim Anderson at shortstop, good player, not Fernando Tatis Jr.-like, but a good player, Tim Anderson. Breaks all the underrated rules Tony La Russa likes, which is amazing. Tim Anderson, great player. They've got Yohan Moncada at third base. they got Jose Abreu, reigning MVP. Jose Abreu at first base. They've got Ermin Mercedes at DH. They've got slumping. Yasmani Grandal at catcher. They've got Eloy Hernandez coming back in the future. They've got Luis Robert coming back in the future. They've got Adam Eaton. they got Billy Hamilton. They're building the winner. Okay, they've got a great farm system. They do. Michael Kopech. Great players. The White Sox, they're building the winner. Daphne and Tatis Jr. They gave him up a couple years ago. It'll come back to bite them one day because they won't get multiple World Series out of it. They'll get a World Series. They're building the winner. Love what the White Sox are doing. Went on rant about them earlier. I'll give them credit now. White Sox, building the winner, in my opinion. Let me talk about my favorite team then will be the New York Mets. I talked about them last episode. I said they were tough. Now, I'm going to say they're rolling at the right time. The Mets, Jacob DeGrom, they're the best player in baseball. Not the best pitcher, the best player in baseball. When you have a .60 ERA through May, through nine starts, ten starts, you are the best player in baseball. I don't care how many home runs Fernando Tatis has. I don't care how many home runs Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has. I don't care how many home runs Ronaldo Cunha Jr. has or Adelis Garcia. I really don't. Jacob DeGrom, amazing player. Best player in baseball. No debate about it. No debate about it. There was a debate for the season. Is Jacob DeGrom the best pitcher in baseball? He's put that debate to shame. And soon enough, he'll put the debate, is he the best player in baseball to shame? In my opinion, he is Jacob DeGrom rolling at the right time. The Mets rolling at the right time. That's about for on the bases this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. All right, everybody. There have been eight teams eliminated from the NBA playoffs so far, and those teams have a lot of work to do this offseason. So I'm going to give them my answer key. Host the Squared Sports Podcast. My answer key to fix their problems. Let's hop into it. The first team, the Miami Heat, the first team that was eliminated, they were. I'm going to give my key, my answer key, 
my answer to fix their problems. First thing is, trade Tyler Hero. Trade Tyler Hero. Okay, love it. He was amazing in the bubble, dropped 15 points a game. What did he do this season? Nothing. Really nothing, okay? Was not good this season. Off-the-court distractions. They think he's too big of a celebrity. And maybe myself, I'll say that too. I think he's too big of a celebrity. I think he's too big. I think he let it get to him a little bit, the NBA life, Tyler Hero. And I think they should trade him to whoever it might be, okay? To whoever it might be. And the next thing they need to do, Tucker Robinson, one of my favorite players in the NBA. They need to let him walk, all right? They're going to have to pay him $60 million. Tucker Robinson's not worth $60 million, okay? Tucker Robinson, who has like seven career offensive rebounds, can only shoot the reason, wasn't really that consistent from deep this season. Yeah, they got to cut ties with Tucker Robinson. One of my favorite players in the NBA. Do I think they'll do it? Probably not. Probably not. But that's the first thing they need to do. Those are the first two things they need to do. Trade and tell your hero. And get rid of Duncan Robinson. Let him walk in free agency. Okay. Now, Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, if you want to keep your job, listen up. Go after Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan. And maybe even more. Okay. You can get them both or you can get, just get one of them. Okay. Get two former Spurs. DeMar DeRozan is leaving the Spurs this offseason, in my opinion. He is. Kawhi Leonard. He's going to maybe opt out this offseason just to test the market, see some things. He'll probably return to the Clippers. But you never know. Maybe he'll get... Interested by the Knicks. Maybe he'll get interested by the Heat. Imagine having that. Jimmy Butler at small forward. Kawhi Leonard at power forward. Or you could just get DeMar DeRozan and then having DeMar DeRozan at shooting guard small forward. And having Jimmy Butler at small forward. And then you get maybe Kyle Lowry at point guard. Yeah, I get center pressures at Chua. That's my key to fix Miami Heat's problems this offseason. It's not many. It can be easily fixed. There's my answer key for them. The next team... The Memphis Grizzlies, they were the eight seed, got eliminated from the playoffs by the Utah Jazz. They've got a great young core. My first piece of advice to them, be more like the Atlanta Hawks. Okay, you have a star point guard like the Atlanta Hawks. You have a good defender in Dylan Brooks. but And you also have an amazing center, Jonas Valanciunas. The Atlanta Hawks have an amazing center, Clint Capella. But the one thing that differentiates the two teams is the Hawks have better shooters. That's plain and simple, okay? The Hawks, great center. Grizzlies, great center. Hawks, young point guard. Grizzlies, young, great point guard. But they need better shooters. John Morant, not an amazing shooter. Trey Young is an amazing shooter. The Hawks have Bogdan Bogdanovich, Danilo Gallinari, DeAndre Hunter, all these pieces, all these players. That's what a team like the Memphis Grizzlies needs, okay? Because Dylan Bricks is a good shooter. Grayson Allen's a good shooter. Don't get me wrong. Went to Duke. They need more than that, okay? They need more shooters than that. All right, maybe they get Carol Savert. Maybe they try and go after Zach Levine. They have a great power forward also, Jaron Jackson Jr. My first piece of advice, be more like the Hawks. Try and be more like the Atlanta Hawks. That's what I think the Memphis Grizzlies should try and do this offseason. Next team, my New York Knicks, all right? I'm going to go bend that on this one. First thing, try and find a true center before you try and find a superstar, Okay. Before we go after Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal, Kawhi Leonard, whoever it might be this offseason, I want to find a true center. Whether it's Andre Drummond, Montrezl Harrell, probably not, hope not. Whoever it might be, because the Hawks dominated the Knicks because the Knicks didn't have a true center. Nerlens Noel got bodied by Clint Capella. Tasha Gibson got bodied by Clint Capella. Okay, Knicks need a true center before they find a superstar. They need to find a true center before they find a true superstar. Tom Thibodeau, Leon Rose. That's what you guys need to do first. Find a true center. Then find a superstar. Do I think that's what the Knicks will do? Yeah, I do. That's what Tom Thibodeau's 
philosophy is. He wants physical guys. He doesn't always want star divas players like that. Okay. But try and find a true center. That's what I believe. Then find a superstar. That's what I think my New York Knicks should do this offseason. Okay, here's what I think the Washington Wizards must do with the answer key I'm giving them. Here's what my answer key says. Trade the stars. Trade the superstars. Trade Russell Westbrook. Trade Bradley Beal. Trade whoever it might be. Okay, because that's only going to get you to the playoffs. Do I want a championship in the future? Yeah. But it's going to take a while. It's going to take three to five years. Maybe even more. Probably more. It will. So, while you're at it, trade the superstars. You don't have a lottery pick this year. They don't have a lottery pick, people know. Okay? So, trade Bradley Beal. Say to the Atlanta Hawks, get the Andre Hunter. Get someone else. Get maybe Bogdan Bogdanovich. And get a first-round pick. Get a top-five pick. Maybe try to acquire a top-five pick. Try and acquire Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, whoever it might be. They need to trade the superstars. Okay, because it won't get you a championship. Like I said, trade him. Trade Bradley Beal to the Hawks. Trade Bradley Beal to whoever it might be. Get DeAndre Hunter. Get a great player like that. Great, great players. Get draft picks. Russell Westbrook doesn't have as high as a trade market that Bradley Beal does. But still a good player, Russell Westbrook. And you can get picks for him. You can get a, four, a lottery pick, maybe uh, maybe like the seventh overall pick, something like that. You can. Trade him to the Toronto Raptors, who might need a point guard after this season, after this offseason. Trade him to a team like that. Trade him to maybe a contender. Maybe my New York Knicks. I'd happily take Russell Westbrook and give up a first-round pick, Obi Toppin, whoever it might be. I would. That's my piece of advice to the Washington Wizards. Trade the stars, acquire picks. Win a championship in three to five years. That's my advice. Now... Los Angeles Lakers, what are they going to do with my answer key sheet? What does it say Los Angeles Lakers to do? It says, trade Cal Kuzma, let Dennis Schroeder leave, trade Montrezl Harrell, keep Andre Drummond, and trade for either Zach Levine or Karis Silver. I know it's a lot of information, but let's run by it. Cal Kuzma, some people say if he wasn't in Anthony Davis's or LeBron James's shadow, he could drop 40 points one time. He could drop 30 points one time. He can average 20 points a game. And some people say, he can drop only three points a game. Let's find out. He's just a role player in this team. Now, he's not a big part of this team. Okay, acquire a second-round pick. Acquire a late first-round pick, whatever it might be, for Kyle Kuzma. Let's see what you get for it. Okay, see what we can get in return for Kyle Kuzma. Nothing. He's done nothing for this team. Nothing in the past three years. Absolutely nothing. Trade him. Let Dennis Schroeder leave, okay? Because Dennis Schroeder, he's a distraction to this team now. Remove the Lakers from his Instagram bio. Drop zero points in the playoff game. Even Magic Johnson said, oh, he's not a true Laker. I 100% agree with Magic Johnson on that. He is not a Los Angeles Laker. He's not a true Los Angeles Laker. He declined a $90 million deal in the middle of the season because he didn't want to stay a Laker after this season. What, what is that? Who does that? Dan Schroeder does. Dan Schroeder. Not a smart businessman. Not a smart player at all. Let Dan Schroeder leave. Let him get a contract on his own, let him be a sixth man of the year, whatever it might be, candidate. Dan Schroeder, not a great player. I don't like Dan Schroeder that much. Neither is Magic Johnson, it seems. Neither are the Lakers. Let Dan Schroeder leave. That's the second thing you need to do. Third, trade Montrezl Harrell. Okay, it really didn't work out, the Montrezl Harrell experiment. It really didn't. Just trade him. Andre Drummond's a much better piece. I think Andre Drummond will pick it up next year, so that's why I'm saying they need to keep Andre Drummond. Because... I read that they're going to sign him to a huge extension, which, which could be a great move because Andre Drummond's had a great career up to this point. He has. He struggled a bit with the Lakers because uh, he hasn't been around stars before, but he can adjust to it. I think he can. Andre Drummond's going to have a great year next year with the Lakers and the year after that and the year after that. He's probably going to sign a three-year deal. 
That's what I hope the Lakers do. That's what the answer key says to do. Los Angeles Lakers need to resign Andre Drummond. Last thing, trade Tavius Caldwell-Pope. You're saying that? Like, can Tavius Caldwell-Pope? He does nothing. Yeah, exactly. He does nothing for this team. I think the only, it really only should be two untouchables to this team. LeBron James and Andy Davis. But you can keep Andre Drummond. You can keep Alex Caruso. Then you can keep Marcus Saul if you want, whatever it might be. They'll probably cut him. They'll probably cut Wesley Matthews, players like that, Gary, cut ties with those guys. But then, Trey Contavious Caldwell Pope. His threes don't fall ever really now. Alex Cruz was going defense. So keep him. Keep him. He did amazing in the playing tournament against the Warriors with Steph Curry and they switched him on to him. So, Trey Contavious Caldwell Pope. And then the last thing the Lakers need to do, the most important thing the Lakers need to do this offseason, is either trade for Zach Levine or Karis LeVert. In my opinion, two similar players. They are. Carousel had a great season. Zach Levine had a good season. They did. Get one of those two. Get one of those two combo guards. Get them. And the Los Angeles Lakers are back to title contention. Los Angeles Lakers, Rapalinka, Frank Vogel, you want to be back to title contention next year? Read the answer key sheet. Read the answer key. That's what it says to do. Los Angeles Lakers. Now, the next team on the list, one of the last teams, the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, you want to keep your star, Damian Lillard, happy? This is what you do on the answer key sheet. You want to keep Damon Lillard in Portland. You hire maybe an assistant coach or a former player. No veteran coaches. You don't want a veteran coach. You want a superstar. Okay, don't hire Jeff Pornstein. Don't hire a Mike D'Antoni. Don't hire Jeff Van Gundy. Don't hire a person who didn't play in the NBA. Don't do that. Just don't do that. Hire Mark Jackson. Someone like that. Okay, hire an assistant coach, maybe Chauncey Billups. He's an assistant coach with the Clippers right now. I'll be good for the Blazers, okay? They want to keep Damian Lillard in Portland and happy. That's what they need to do. Hire an assistant coach and maybe go after another star. Hire Chauncey Billups, whoever it might be. And maybe Damian Lillard will be convinced to stay in Portland. He signed through 2024-2025. But he could demand trade, which is very likely to happen this offseason. But you never know if they hire a good coach, he could stay. That's what they need to do. That's what the answer key says to do for the Portland Trailblazers. Let's move to the next team, the Boston Celtics, where there is a lot they need to do. Okay. Unlike the Portland Trailblazers, I'm going to say they need to hire either Mike D'Antoni or a former player like Kevin Garnett because a couple years ago, Kevin Garnett had a bit of a role with the Bucks, and he, they, everyone said he had, his presence was felt. He was amazing with them, okay? No, no head coaching experience, but neither did Steve Nash. If Kevin Garnett doesn't become an owner of an NBA team like the Timberwolves, someone like that, he should be at the top of their list for the Boston Celtics head coaching job. It's a long shot to happen, but Mike D'Antoni... Be a great fit also. And the next thing to do, trade Kemba Walker for John Wall straight up. Okay? Trade point guard for point guard. It'll work perfectly. Perfectly. And then who cares if the Rockets buy out Kemba Walker? That's not your problem, Boston. John Wall be a perfect fit for this team. Get rid of Kemba Walker. I like Kemba. But knee injuries eliminate him in his career now. It is. Okay, Kemba Walker will probably never ever get back to the player he was. Okay, get one of these players. Get one of these coaches. Get John Wall. Hire Mike D'Antoni. Hire Mark Jackson, whoever it might be. Hire Kevin Garnett. And get John Wall. And then maybe you go after a superstar, Damian Lillard. Maybe you go after CJ McCall. Maybe you go after Bradley Beal. But keep the core. If a superstar comes, take him, though. Keep the core. If a superstar comes, take him. That's what the Boston Celtics need to do. Unless the superstar becomes crazy available, free agency, whatever it might be, then go after him. But till then, keep the core available. Trade Kemba Walker or John Wall. That's the only change that should be made. And the players. Front office, there's a lot to be done there. Like I said, hire Mike D'Antoni. 
Mark Jackson, Kevin Garnett, whoever it might be. Let's move to the next team and the last team, the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, I made this team last for a reason. I wanted to go on a huge rant, and I will. Oh, Dallas Mavericks, you have a lot to do. This answer key says a lot. It does. I've been waiting for this. Trade Chris Dubs Porzingis now. Mark Cuban should be on every single phone trading him. Try and trade him. It won't become official until the offseason starts, but you need to get this man off this team. Coming from a former New York Knicks fan, coming from a former Chris Dubs Porzingis fanatic, trade him now. Not a good fit for this team. Not a good co-star. Not at all. This trade was a lose-lose almost for both teams. It was. The Knicks got draft picks out of it, so I'll actually say the Knicks won this trade. I will. He really messed them up in that trade, Kristaps Porzingis, by giving up all those picks. The Knicks had to give up Tim Hardaway, which stings a little bit as a Michigan fan and a Knicks fan. But Kristaps Porzingis, that's the first thing they need to do. Trade him now. Next thing, and maybe most importantly, get Luka Doncic, Kyle Lowry this offseason. Okay, that backcourt would be deadly. Maybe top 10 backcourt in the NBA. Definitely top 10 backcourt in the NBA if they pair up Luka Doncic and Kyle Lowry. It would be like a Devin Booker-Chris Paul scenario. It would. That's what the Dallas Mavericks need to do this offseason. That's about it for that segment this week. Leave your thoughts in the comments section. Now, best for last question of this week's question of the day is, in the end, who will end up winners of the Mookie Betts trade? Mookie Betts, Alex Verdugo trade. Who will end up the winner of that trade when it's all said and done, say in 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever it might be, who will end up being the winner of that trade, Red Sox or Dodgers? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's Bob's question this week. That's Bob Squirt Sports with Lane Frank, episode number 38. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter at Squirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view for the best sports content in the world. We'll see you back here next week in episode 39. Stay tuned. <laughs>